Welcome to the Mavens Do It Better podcast. And now, your host, Heather Newman. Hello, everyone. Here we are for another episode of the Mavens Do It Better podcast, where we interview extraordinary experts who bring a light to our world, where we talk about technology, we talk about brand, we talk about what sparks people to be and do all the things that they are in the world. And I am here uh, with Greg Frick from Zones, who I've known a long time. And we're sitting here, uh, where are we, Greg? Tell everybody. We're in Orlando, Florida at Ignite. Yes. Ignite 2019. Absolutely. And we just stepped into the podcasting center in Community Central in the hub. And uh, I had booked this time and I hadn't really planned a guest. I thought I'm going to book a time and funnily you didn't even know this but like magically I was like you know what I'm probably going to like talk to somebody and you said such amazing things when we were having our conversation out front and I was like hey want to do a podcast (laughs) about what we were talking about so serendipity yeah isn't that funny it is funny (laughs) it's perfect it's perfect (laughs) absolutely so yeah and uh what's great here at ignite is they have this whole podcasting center and uh what also happened is we came in and I'm using a 4hn pro Zoom, uh, which I record on all the time, and I usually am not super fancy. I'm getting fancier, um, but I usually just pop the record button on. As and you know, Greg was watching this whole transaction, and we have this beautiful audio text here, and we're looking at this great equipment. Julius and Jim were like, "Well, if you let me plug in some stuff, I can make you sound a whole lot better." And I don't know, how do you feel on these fancy? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm completely loving them. I know, it, right? The sound is awesome. <laughs> So, yeah, we feel like we're on NPR. So yes, absolutely. I listen to a lot of radio in my car, and this is that same sort of intimate, yeah. nice tone. So That's awesome. So we were chatting outside about, gosh, we were chatting outside about life. We were chatting outside about technology. Um, will you tell everybody a little bit about, let's talk about Zones for a second and what you do sure. or, and, and sort of how you got to that place in your life? Oh, work. I'm a senior solution engineer. Yeah at zone so Mm -hmm. i work on customer projects in the m365 space so it could be things like migrations it could be modern intranet it could be teams adoption right um it could be any of those kind of issues that people are looking at um it all it sometimes bleeds into security bleeds into you know office 365 settings and governance Mm. and ways to keep your environment safe so that's what i'm doing currently currently yes (laughs) that's my my current gig and uh it's been it's been a great experience the company's values training and that was one of the things is a meta value to that i went in and they had like uh, you know a week of training and it wasn't really relevant to my job Mm -hmm. but the meta experience was that when you're being onboarded and you see an organization that has invested in teaching and and learning and passing along the message and there's professionals and they're updating content and they're going to get a message across so the you know, we're always learning, right? And so yep. whether we're learning the exact content or we're learning because of the environment we're in, right? you know, we're always learning. And, and so I value that about the organization and looking forward to that journey wherever yeah. it takes me. That's super cool. I know I was, w- we were talking outside and you said a couple of things that I just was like, <gasps> love it. And yeah. one, I use that hashtag always learning yeah. all the time. Yeah. First of all, you just said that twice which is kind of awesome. And then we were talking a little bit about adoption and we t- you were talking about the the um, the IT of no, which I thought yeah. was really interesting. And I was like, I want you to write a blog post about that. But maybe could you talk about that a little bit? I love that comment. 
Well, the IT of no is, I mean, I, my belief is that people are constantly making risk re reward calculations. Mm -hmm. And I think in IT sometimes, especially in the cloud where things are so rapidly changing, right. that if IT isn't resourced properly, then it's so much, e and this has always been true in IT, right? Sure. It's a lot of times it's uh, easier to say no and stop the deployment or the rollout or right. you know try to figure out. And, and that kind of can take your energy away, right? So right. if you're in an organization and you're trying to develop a solution or you're trying to move forward with your business and you want to, there's something you need to do or something that you want to try even, right. and then it, it runs into the wall. I think when Microsoft does the citizen developer stuff and the power platform and right. things like that, and before that InfoPath and, and SharePoint designer workflows, yeah. the idea was people that are engaged and interested and creative, mm -hmm. they're creators, right? Yeah. So they're getting energy from the fact that they're in an environment and their expertise, and they can focus on a business solution that can deliver value to their organization at the same time, and I think this is really important, they experience growth and fulfillment, right? right. It's fulfilling and validating their, their special talents. Mm -hmm. And so when it, when the brakes get put on everything, not only do you not get that application, and you can have a long conversation about, well, these citizen-developed applications aren't governable. You can have that conversation, and you should. Right. But you also have that effect of, of, of training yeah. <laughs> your employees that if they want to innovate or try something new, they're not going to be able to. Right. And then if you get trained that a number of times, you don't try anymore. Yeah, you and get shot down enough, you stop trying, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's like you pop the balloon, it's like, all right, well, the party's over, and why should I even do this again? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's that, I think that's an interesting thing with, you know, all the talk around adoption and training is that there's so many customers and that I've seen as well that, you know, they'll get an initiative started and then the person that's the champion, the one right. champion, they leave, they move on, they get frustrated or whatever, and then the whole thing falls apart, you know? So to me, a lot of the times talking about that, it's like that's why you have more of a team collaboration when you're trying to do adoption or when you're trying to push or roll something out. And you, it can't just be all one person holding the cards, you know? So the other place I went in our conversation out yeah. front was about improv yes, and the relationship yes. between improv and teamwork. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it completely connects to these topics that we're, yeah. we're, we're discussing because in an, it, this, this idea of like that one person leaving and then the initiative sort of petering out, losing energy. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've experienced that too. I was involved with uh, setting up communities of practice at the University of Washington. And sure, I'm a Husky. Go Huskies. Yeah, uh, yes, you are. Yes. Huskies. <laughs> <laughs> Go Huskies. And, uh, and it, was, it was great to work there, and it was great to have the opportunity to do that. And we were, I was also on a community of practice, community of practice. Like we were oh, looking wow. at finding ways to support and grow communities of practice. Mm -hmm. And there is this idea that if, the, if there isn't that sort of one person pushing and driving, that right. they'll peter out. Because there's this idealistic idea that I'll just launch this ship and it will carry on on its own. Right. But it needs to be... It, need, and it needs a energy input. It needs to be okay. It needs to be valued, I think. And the segue I was going to make with improv was this concept of an ensemble. Mm. And so in some of the improv books that I've been reading, the most yeah. recent one is The Art of Is by Stephen Nachmanovich. Okay. There's this concept of... Uh, uh, of an, ins uh, an ensemble. So he's a, a musician. So he's talking about improv also in the context of making music. Oh, sure. Okay. And so the thing that gets created in an ensemble is a product of all the people in the ensemble. Yep. And that's part of the culture. And that's what people negotiate and learn. Yeah. If you're in a musical group and you don't 
learn to work with your ensemble, you might not be yeah. in that music group you get for the long. <laughs> right? It's just yeah. And <laughs> yeah. and we even see, you know, like if you ever watch the Muppets, you know, you've yeah. seen Animal going nuts yeah. on the drum, right? He like goes Animal goes into his own thing and he's not part of the group anymore. Like so yeah. in ja jazz, if right. you watch jazz, I mean people do a little head nod and passes off to yep. the other musician. Mm -hmm. And they're they're playing together. They're t they're working they're they're connecting their music to what the other musicians yeah. are doing. It's improvisation, but but improvisation is about like the energy and the the beats and the you're ripping off each other and right. You know, yeah, it's you're like saying yes. Yeah, you're, yeah, saying, you're saying, yes. saying yes. So yes. you go nuts on your guitar, Heather. Mm -hmm. Why don't you bring your guitar up and no. yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening to that. I'm gonna take that as an offer, and I'm gonna say yes, and and right. I'm gonna contribute what I have to contribute, and then yep. like comedy or theatrical improv there's that concept too mm -hmm. of saying yes and and yep. a lot of people have read this because it's been all over it's in the f you can just google it it's going to be in articles in forbes yeah. it's going to be in hbr it, it's all around us and the practice of it is this sort of exercising these muscles of saying yes and then we can do that we, we had two of those experiences this morning right now yeah. i'm walking through the hall i want to go to see what's new with private channels <laughs> uh -huh. i see heather newman and i say hey heather newman and we start a little conversation yep and then that conversation had full eye contact and personal connection yep and heather said do you want to go and do a podcast would you like to talk about that and so now sometimes i'm very much aware of my no, that's okay. I don't want to be a bother or mm -hmm. let someone else. There's a way that, you know, you have that sort of resistance. Yeah. Of, and I and I wasn't. We Maybe it's because we'd had a good conversation leading up to it. Mm -hmm. But I just said, yes. Yeah. You know, I will do this. I don't know what I will say. But if we're going to talk about teamwork and engagement right. and improv and personal growth and humans <laughs> and humanity <laughs> in IT and what engagement is and right. that it's a spark, you know, then, yeah, we can have a podcast. And I don't have to know what's going to come out of my mouth because right. I've thought about this so much talk to so many people and right. very much energized about it <laughs> so yeah so. absolutely no it's pretty that's pretty cool you know do you know i was a theater major yes at and at the at, at UW. The university of washington yeah. yeah so yeah so i the the thought of improv and ensemble to me yeah. is huge because you know people are always a lot of people are like you're a theater major and they're like i'm not surprised that you're a theater major but they're but they go oh, technology and I go, yeah, the thing is, is that I honestly always have approached everything like I'm in the play because I've been a director, I've been a playwright and an actor. And it is like even looking at something like Ignite, right? Your speakers are your actors. There's people who are producers who help pay for it, which are our sponsors. You've got the directors, people who run the show. We've got sets around us, lights. We've got this beautiful equipment around us. So like to me, it's like, and the, the audience are the attendees. Uh, without one of those parts, this doesn't work right right and so ever honestly like that's how i approach and have approached business working at microsoft my entire career because that's where i come from you it, would love the applied improv yeah. <laughs> there's a there's yeah. a network called the applied improv network it's okay ain uh -huh. the conference last year was in stony brook new york oh fine. i attended that so oh, okay. when i you know i told you i went to improv camp mm -hmm. well when i was on their facebook group i learned from erica marks um amazing woman generous woman as well so yeah. she said oh well here's this applied improv network conference i went cool. to their their conference in stony book and one of the um themes was we're always on stage we're, yeah we're and and as i was sharing too this is a related idea but as i was sharing on that facebook group about being a little nervous like i don't 
I'm not an improv performer. Sure. I haven't gotten yeah. on stage. I've stood up in front of groups and I kind of like it. Mm -hmm. I've kind of riffed that way. Yeah. But I haven't done like comedy improv. Sure. So I thought, oh, everybody else will. And so I was kind of, I felt that sort of uncomfortable fear, nervous thing yeah, right. as I was posting on the Facebook group. And mm -hmm. I said, eh. but one person said, w just kind of reframed it as, not what's going to happen when I go there, but what I'm going to bring to it. Like, right. I, I have an opportunity when I go to that conference yeah. to show up with my full self. Uh -huh. and sometimes I joke around and I say, bring my full Gregness, <laughs> you know, with me as <laughs> I, I go. That's yeah. awesome. And it, that was a good switch. That changes. That's a that just that emotional experience of being from what's going to happen, I'm nervous, to I get to bring, you know, I get to I get to give something, right? Yeah. How many times do if someone asks you for help, do you say yes? And then when you need help, do you have a hard time asking? It seems yeah. kind of natural, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. but it doesn't work without the one. One doesn't work without the other. Agreed. And yeah. So it, you know, going out and trying to be a full participant in that yeah. conference and the idea that we're always on that that it's that I'm making the connection between that idea. You've been bringing this through your whole career of you know theater and on stage and communication and mm -hmm. you're creating an experience. It's not like you're not there. It also leads to a lot of empathy yeah. because you're also. Um, allowing yourself to experience possibilities. Like if right. you grew up with a narrative and a story that you're this kind of a person that does this kind of stuff, mm -hmm. but then you play a character that does something different, now you just expanded yourself and now you're not just that kind of person. The yeah. possibility for you being other kinds of people, whatever those stories are, Absolutely. starts to expand and open up. Yeah. I, you, so. I, you just said so many things that like, are you going to make me a little misty? Like seriously, because it's, it's so you've said it so eloquently you know it's it's interesting too i'm sitting here looking at you and behind you are all of these uh we're right behind the global dni you know the diversity and inclusion bo booth with all these people and talking about empathy and all of that and you know it to me theater is empathy right if we can walk a mile in somebody's shoes we can right. see somebody's story on stage we can understand them understand the world start with ourselves with changing a little bit about how we think about things and you and i were talking about that a little bit about how you know if, if like our own biases about different things when we're you know talking to someone and and it's like how do we look at things in a different way there was a um a tweet that i think it was sonia cuff that put it out it was about someone had come up to a booth and sort of made an assumption that the gal at the booth you know didn't wouldn't be able to answer the technical questions and it spawned this huge like you know um long tweet chain and i think it's all about where we're working on changing our perceptions of how what our biases are and what we assume you know and all of that and I think that's that begins with a lot of that empathy of being able to see something through somebody else's eyes and we don't always think about that we just think it's the world is our frame our own frame of reference and people are just like us people are so not just like us you know what I mean <laughs> and have you have you experienced some of this stuff in the humans of IT and have you gone to any of those sessions I have, I signed up for Humans of IT and mm -hmm. I found, I, I mean, it's an interesting conversation because yeah. with my, I have a, a long history of, of being in meetings where um, there's a code of conduct where mm -hmm. you don't share personal stories outside of the meeting mm -hmm. and, and the vault. Yeah. That yeah. you create a yeah. this safe environment mm -hmm. and it's, and it's, and it's a uh, part of the code. So I was having a hard time translating uh, into uh, 
because the women that we're talking about were clearly moved by the personal disclosure of other people, right? Mm -hmm. Because we all are, right? When, yeah. when someone says, I'm afraid or I'm scared or I'm at, in, I'm at Ignite and I think everybody else knows each other and nobody knows me and right. I'm all alone. Or Universal Park, I could have gone dark at Universal Park. I w went there alone. Mm -hmm. I didn't. I had fun. Then I ended up hooking up with uh, Christian and I followed yeah. on his little crew as we yeah. went on ride after ride after ride until we absolutely couldn't go on any more rides. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but but I just you know it's just a story and so yeah. like when you share that and disclose you know personal vulnerability people do feel closer and it's true yeah. and it's true like what's true from me is is you know like you say yeah we are are all different but in one way that we're the same is that we sometimes compare what we feel on the inside to how people look on the outside. Absolutely. Social media yeah. is, is, you know, that's the backlash of social media is everybody s looks at social media and they say, wow, everybody has perfect lives yeah. and they're all happy all the time. And they're all at the beach yeah. and they, they're all, they're all in love and they have great dogs that can do cool tricks. And, mm -hmm. and I don't have any of right. Cause you're comparing your insides yeah. to their yeah. outsides and their presentation. And yeah. so being free of that, is super important. Mm -hmm. And we sort of started our conversation with that a little bit, just sort of catching up and yeah. made the comments of, you know, about like what you see out there. And I was sharing a little bit about, I was like, yeah, you know, I wrote recently about my own journey through some burnout that I had and yeah. shared some personal things with you. Cause I mean, we don't know each other all that well, nope. but I was like, I don't know. Like I, I, I was like, I like him. I trust him. I'm going to tell him some stuff. You know what I mean? It's like, and, and I think that also, you know, we, we then sort of, our, our conversation kind of opened up a little bit more and I was just like, wow, cool. I'm so happy I'm having this conversation with you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like truly. And I think it is what you see on, you know, social media. You're like, you make an assumption about people's lives, about what they're doing or, and, oh, they, they're going here and then doing this and all of that stuff. But you have no idea what they may be going through, you know, and not everybody writes about stuff like I do in right. particular or, or talks about issues because I just can't stop doing it, you know, <laughs> or whatever. but you know, a lot of people, don't have that kind of outlet and so like one-on-one -on -one conversations when we're at conferences like this or with our friends are kind of what we do or we don't talk about it at all and it gives us some terrible disease because we don't talk about these things you know I mean I don't know so yeah I I, I just thank you for that it was yeah. really wonderful to like have that moment with you <laughs> and then I was like let's go talk at the podcast center right. um but I I want to talk about um Tell me, tell me your origin story, if you would. Like your like IT, where are you from, and all that good stuff. We give a little bit of flavor on that. Yeah. So, like, if we're doing like a story arc, I yeah. I um, went to UMass Amherst and I studied anthropology. Oh wow. And I, uh -huh. I yeah. And so <laughs> it was. I joked. I was like the closest I could come to studying ology. Uh <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I I, I found that fascinating, uh -huh. and, and I loved. And you know, and I gave a rap, and I used to discount my rap, but I'm finding out that it's actually true. And the, the pitch would be, I'm studying anthropology because I want to learn about how organizations work and how cultures work and mm. how information is exchanged and how power is exchanged right. so that I can affect positive social change. And, you know, and then I, I, I then went through a period of my life where I discounted that story wow. because I thought, oh, that was just a story. I, tr I was tricking myself okay. thinking that that's what I was interested in. Here I am huh. in technology now many years later. And so I'll fill in that arc a little bit more. But just to jump from here to there, now I find myself fascinated by when we talk about teamwork and organ, you know, like one of the things that I've found motivating is uh, that maybe I can help someone else realize their potential. Like I can recognize or elevate people by saying hey wow you're really smart that was a great solution i didn't think of that but you thought of that and have this sort of way of like enjoying the experience of you know being in technology but having people 
be more fulfilled and be validated for sort of their unique gifts and their skills, sure. right? Because it does take someone who's tenacious and creative and innovative and interested and energized mm -hmm. to kind of dig into this. Like, so if someone is, you know, an administrative assistant and they say, I think I can do that in Power Apps, and then they spend their time on the right. online videos and yeah. find a way, and then they get a, you know, they, they find a way to do it, and then they bring all this value, their perspective of their organization. So they experience this trajectory. So I find it satisfying to be a, a part of that. So, so that also ties into teamwork and how do we work together. Mm -hmm. I haven't been on as many teams as I'd like where at the end of the year, we all look at each other and go, my God, we did that, right. right? That experience of being so much better than I am as an individual because of the team. Mm -hmm. And that's that elusive draw of like teamwork. And yeah. I find Microsoft Teams appealing because it's just a, a platform in which some of that can happen. The, the product is technology and the way that it happens is people. Right. And so I find like, oh, I'm back to that thing with like, yeah. oh, studying the way organizations work and communication flows and how power is distributed mm -hmm. and how that affects other people in the di dynamic, that's also true in platforms and collaboration right. platforms as well. Yeah. So I, uh, I didn't get a high paying anthropology job <laughs> after I left <laughs> University of Massachusetts. Right. I didn't actually even uh, graduate. But I, I was interested in social issues, so uh -huh. I worked for MassPerg for a few years, and then I worked for a, okay. a campaign on national health care. And a lot of that was outward stuff where I was talking to strangers and asking them to listen or mm -hmm. to buy into an idea. Right. And so then I, I thought, okay, well I need to get into... Uh, get a real job. That's what I was thinking. That was the dialogue, right? Because whatever. Cause <laughs> I did the same thing. I theater. I was like, yeah. where's I had my day job. Yeah. My theater. And then the real job, you know. Yeah. So I'm I got into you. computers many, many years ago. Uh -huh. I mean, Leading Edge was one of the com companies I worked for. Another company was uh, Mosaic, which made a clone of Lotus 123. Oh a lot of listeners might not know what Lotus 123 was, <laughs> but it defined. It was why people bought PCs back in the 80s. Yep. They wanted to use Lotus 123. And uh and so I went to Comdex in 1986, wow. and then I've had this sort of career in Massachusetts, working in IT. I was a Novell administrator. I was into uh, when I discovered the internet. I thought it was amazing, mm. and uh, and I set up web servers and got into web. And I was a webmaster for a startup in Massachusetts. And I, when I was a webmaster, I got intoxicated by directories because the mm. idea of having to log into different systems was stupid. That's yeah. what it used to be. There was like a login on this one and a login mm. on this one, and you had to remember all of them. And it was all in the same company. Right. And so I, I ended up getting into directory services, and oh. I ended up, I uh, got a job at Siemens mm -hmm. in their uh, fledgling uh, networking communications group. Wow. And that was when they saw the writing on the wall about converged uh, voice and stuff. And so... But then I thought, life must mean more. And I took a couple of years off, and I lived in uh, uh, a Korean Zen temple in, in near Boston College and studied Shimgumdo, which is a uh, martial arts which okay. is with a sword, uh -huh. uh, so mind-sword path. I was a fencer, so I liked swords anyway. Uh -huh. So And then uh, after that, I was running out of money, so I volunteered at a Tibetan Buddhist temple in Northern California, and I helped build the Chintamani Temple at Odeon, you can Google wow. it. Where is that exactly? <laughs> it's in Northern California. Yeah, where, where? Uh, the mailing address is Casadero, but if you're oh going okay. up Route 1, it's seven miles in on yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, from Stewart's Point. Okay. I lived in Sebastopol for okay, yeah, a right. long time. That, that's, yeah, yeah. The, that's the area. I know where that is. Yeah. I was like, wait, you, oh, wow. So I volunteered <laughs> there. So, so yeah, and my suggestion to listeners is don't get into construction when you turn 40. <laughs> 
painful. <laughs> it is, you know. It's like you're not working on a bench. Right, right. Everything's you're on your back or you're stretched out. It's painful. <laughs> so then I, that when I finished that volunteer commitment, my brother said, why don't you live with me in Seattle? And so I moved in mm. with my brother, and then I found myself needing to get back into IT, and I sure. got back into IT by way of uh, being a trainer. And I... I found SharePoint and SharePoint was a validation of all the other stuff I did with, you know, web and intranets and right. communications and, and, and I love SharePoint. And so I stayed in the SharePoint realm mm -hmm. and that's how we came yeah. to meet was Absolutely. in the SharePoint realm. Yeah. And so, and I think everybody in, there's a lot of people in SharePoint that have stories like that. Yes. Yours is probably like that. Uh -huh. You know, you were. Oh yeah. yeah. Mine is a theater connection. So Nancy McSherry Jensen. I don't know who that is. She was the first group product manager for okay, SharePoint okay. back in 2001. Yeah. She's uh, married to Andy Jensen, who I went to theater school with. Oh, wow. And I was doing arts marketing in Seattle uh, for Open Circle Theater and a bunch of other theaters. My own theater, Grex. I had a theater company. Um, and, yeah, I got laid off from a job. I was working at an engineering firm that made digital camera parts that went on Fuji and Kodak. You know, those things that were actually cameras and digital cameras not with our film. not our phones with film <laughs> um they did like they added pieces to them oh you're fine and uh so yeah i got laid off from that job and was looking for something and he was like hey you're doing all this great marketing for the arts you should talk to nancy she's running this like new kind of startup thing at microsoft that you know brand new and i was like okay so i went and we talked and um she needed somebody to write the first uh, write and produce the first 150 case studies for this thing called sharepoint and she, it was they were still calling it Tahoe so at the time too. So yep. it was SharePoint Portal Server, SharePoint Team Services, and I, we talked, and she gave me the job, and I, bit, I said like you were talking about saying yes. I was 20, 30, 29 at the time, and I just kept saying yes. You know, she would say, "Do you know how to put together a partner book?" And blah blah blah. And do you know how to do this and do that? And I mean, I had no idea <laughs> what I was doing. You know, I mean. I've always been a producer, and so putting things together, that ensemble thing, yeah. totally. You know, I, I can do it, and I learned. And, I mean, I I just kept saying yes, you know. And then that's when it diverted when we SharePoint conference. That was an idea. I talked to Jeff Teeper about that this week, actually, about that first one and deciding to do that event and asking Mr. Gates to be our keynote and stuff. And these were all just, like, ideas mm -hmm. that we all had of, like, Shall, what should, should we do this? And, and then... Heather, hey, call up these, this, sh literally hand a piece of paper. There's 60 partner names on this list. Go call them because we need a SharePoint ecosystem and we need partners to validate the product uh, that they're using it and building on it. Go call them. I'm like, So that was my entree new and I've, I've said yes for 18 years in various and different ways as a full-time vendor consultant, a partner, a now an MVP, blah, 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 blah. So yeah, like it's the power of going... Hi, SharePoint. And SharePoint, I don't know, the community of SharePoint is just massive and also so strong. I mean, you probably have friends all over the, all over the place, too, from that. It, it is amazing. Yeah. And, and uh, the generosity is amazing. Like yeah. When you think about, like, if you're at work, sometimes you write an email and you look at your watch and you just spend an hour writing an email. Yeah. Well, now think about <laughs> all these people that are doing things in SharePoint and they're publishing these amazing blog yeah. posts with instructions and screenshots. Yes. And then they respond to comments. The, yeah. the gift of yeah. that, that contribution is amazing. Mm -hmm. And so there are so many people that have done that yeah. in the community. And there's... I mean, I had an experience where I, in my last job, it wasn't going so great. I wasn't mm -hmm. getting along with my manager. Yeah. And I was feeling kind of tapped out. Well, I'd been the president of the Puget Sound SharePoint user group for years. Yeah. And so I was at this office 365 Saturday, and 
I told people when they said, how are you doing? I, I told them. Like in the right. past, I might have said at different times, oh, fine. Right. And I told Did you say you went into your high voice? I did. Oh, fine. I did the same thing when I'm, when, well, it's, it's a tell when we're lying. Yeah, maybe. You go up here. It's all, yeah, it's ah. all good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, it's great. It's great. Everything's yeah, we're going to stay down here. Yeah, it's great. Um, it's good. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Living a dream. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, so I told people what was going on, and uh, it was amazing. People's eyes softened, and then mm. they said that they saw me. So people said yeah. things like, no, but, you, you know, they were comparing me as the guy up in the front of the room, you know, hosting the meetings and yeah. creating the space. Right. And, and people that some of the people I talked to had been in my training classes, and one person said, no, you're really good at this stuff. And just stuff that... You know, we don't, we don't always get the luxury of hearing all the positive stuff yeah, all the time. Absolutely. But as I was describing my challenges, I was getting a lot of positive encouragement and feedback. Mm -hmm. and, and I left that. Uh, so I got the sessions that I went to at that Office 365 Saturday that were great and I learned something. Yeah. But even more importantly was the connection to the community and right. that sense that I was seen and heard and valued. Mm -hmm. and, and that's the thing that I think as human beings that we want. We yep. want to be. And I say that. You know, I said that in... Uh, my session at the office 365 meet uh, meetup last month was like, yeah, we just want to be loved. We want to belong and we want to be valued, Absolutely. you know, and, and well, you know, and that's where I think engagement comes from. Yeah. You know, we're not always going to get a hug or it, we don't want it disingenuous either. We want it. We yeah. want, we know the difference, right? When our, when people's eyes soften and then you see them as a person yeah. mm. and you realize that you weren't seeing them as a person, yeah. maybe you were in your, I get into a cocktail party mode. Yeah. Like if I'm in a, a social event, like with a community, I can be like, I, I have to talk to everybody for 30 seconds. Right. Yes. The handshake and hello. Yeah. And then, but when you make that connection mm -hmm. and it's real, it's like, oh wait, no, I don't know. I mean, it's. That's, yeah. that's so valuable. Absolutely. It defies time, right? Because we, we get into productivity. Yeah. Early in my technical career, I found myself being challenged by communication with, with other people. Mm -hmm. And I realized that what had happened is the computer technology that I working had influenced the way I was looking at the world. So I was almost mm -hmm. interacting with people at work like doing a handshake, mm -hmm. ack, knack, and then <laughs> saying, ready to transmit. And then, and then when they acknowledged, I would then give them the data. And right. then I would close the connection and walk off maybe a check wow. summer no you know i wouldn't necessarily yeah. even know if it was valid right uh -huh. the packet had been received right right, right. like and that was like I that's not the way humans <laughs> work yeah 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 right. right yeah and i studied anthropology so i know there are tribes where it's a long ritual of how's your mother how's your father oh how wow. are your children uh -huh. like where you ask about everybody in the family right. before you see if you can buy the cow Wow. <laughs> right, right, right. There's a ritual and protocol to certain things right. in how you interact with each other. Yeah. I, I do, you know, I, I, I'm sometimes I, my, my companies are not brick and mortar, you know, HQ is my place, you know, for both of them. And it, it is hard sometimes, you know, to feel that connection. I think that's mm. why it's great to see people bring their teams to stuff like this because yes. you get to bond and, and then us as a community, we get to bond and, and all of that. And I really appreciate that because I do feel disconnected sometimes. And I, I love, you know, Caruana was, we were, you was just in her session. I was just in her session. Caruana yeah. Gatimu, who works on the team's team and does the champions program and so many other things. Who's a good friend and uh, colleague and, you know, talking about like putting on the team's video, you know, that, that we're mm. sort of forcing function of like turning your video on just so we get more of that connection. And teams has made that part of 
that pr the product fun, you know, by giving us the backgrounds and giving us the blurs and and all and you know making it a point to be like turn your video on, you know, make that connection with people, you know. And we, a bunch of gals and I were on a call. It was early in the morning, and I was in a bathrobe because I, you know, I, my commute is pretty close um, to my office right. and we all decided to turn on our videos and I was like who's in pajamas and people were like uh and I was like everybody's got to put their video on and we like put the video on <laughs> and we had and we were like we laughed for a second and we we're like okay let's get down to business you know what I mean and then we had our meeting and like it doesn't matter it didn't matter what we were you know that we weren't made up or we had yeah. ponytails in and whatever you know and I think like that to me is just like amazing and awesome like you couldn't do that not that long ago you know what I mean? And it's also depending on the team and the person and all that. And don't get me wrong. I get gussied and put curlers in my hair and whatever. Totally but understood. And but yeah. just think about the, the one that the thing that stands out is, is my observation is that I've seen a lot of meetings where people don't turn their webcams on. Mm -hmm. And these are meetings where people are trying to do business with each other. Yeah. And they don't turn their webcams on. Yep. And I don't think they I think it's one of these social th like I was talking to someone else. Uh, like if you see a piece of litter on the ground, right? Moop. If you see some on mm -hmm. the ground, right? There's some worlds that you're in where you will pick it up every single time because mm -hmm. it's part of the culture. But if I was in the convention hall and I saw something on the ground, I wouldn't pick it up because, you know, part of it is that there's 20 other people just walk by it and they didn't pick it up. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. so for me to pick it up is to, to run counter to mm -hmm. the tribe and the society and the yeah. culture that I'm in. So yeah. it's riskier. To yep. I feel it is riskier. And so if we leave, if people don't have any encouragement to turn on their webcams if they don't learn that oh that's a, such a that's 90 percent of what we do when we communicate with people doesn't happen via our voice correct right it happens via uh body language mm -hmm. and seeing people and getting yeah. a connection you look at a puzzled face you yeah. get more clarity right you know uh and so that picking up that litter is sort of like wow we almost need to learn that you know think about burning man the message of picking up moop it's over and over again. It's in the Absolutely. literature. It's it's part yep. of it. You learn it. It's mm -hmm. you don't leave matter out of place. Yep. You pick it Moop, up. M O O P. Right. Matter out of place for those of you who haven't been to Burning Man, but mm -hmm. but it's not not part of the rest of our world. And yeah. So I, when I came back from Burning Man, I, I was like, I, I picked stuff up and then I, I stopped because I, really? I I didn't. Yeah. I yeah. wasn't. I wasn't. I was. It's like uh, being in an elevator. I mean, yeah, yeah, you, you yeah. Know, no, you, I you get turn it. and face the door. I get it. Yeah. You I'm don't have to. That leave no trace. And also, that's a one of the ten principles of Burning Man. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, Greg has been, I have been, I've talked about this before. And so, yeah, we were talking about Burning Man a little bit, too, and about that sort of, you know, belonging right. that comes from there. And then sort of the th some of these things that are the principles of um, Burning Man. Yeah, I get it. You know, it's like I walk around here, too, and, you know, I do pick things up. But I also, you know, for my event planning days, it's like I just, I can't, no, absolutely. I can't see things and stuff. But there's other things that I think we could put in that example. Absolutely. That and that's that why I gave it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a great example because it is true. It's like, you know, somebody needs help with a box or something or somebody drops something on a subway and their hands are full. You know, it's like, you know, people just like I, stand there and like look and you're like, OK, the woman obviously or the man or who it doesn't matter what gender or whatever. But somebody just dropped something from their hands. Their other hands are full. Get up. And pick it up and hand it to them. You know what I mean? Or and, I and maybe that's not my place to say that. And maybe it's okay. Maybe that person doesn't want help because sometimes you try to help somebody sure. and they're like, I'm fine. And, you know, <laughs> whatever. But, you know, it's like it's one of those things where it's like. I was trying to make the connection, know? too, between the, the behavior and why we don't turn on our cameras on yeah. our webcams. You know, right. it's like. 
it's a, and I think it's related. It, it's similar to why we don't put our profile pictures mm. in teams, like in you know an organization. If there's no f pictures, why won't people do that? And it's right. like partly I think it's because everybody else is walking by that litter, and so they walk by it too. Mm -hmm. In this case, it's not litter. Right. It's just that nobody else has their pictures in the profile and right. so they don't yeah and other people don't turn on their webcam so they don't mm -hmm. and they don't hear that message so right. like when we think about teams and teams adoption it's like yeah there's green teams has all the features you can right. do anything mm -hmm. and when i say that by the way i'm just i'm saying that like the engagement with teams isn't for lack of features and functionality engagement with teams mm -hmm. is for some other reason and yeah. so it's about we maybe we don't have a culture where we share knowledge mm -hmm. maybe we don't want to talk out loud job maybe security maybe we don't um, know when fear. to talk it one-to-one -one and when mm -hmm. to talk out loud and, yeah. and there's and so and if i expand back from that yeah. i like sometimes think like why do we expect to all work in offices and cubicles and get along like <laughs> like <laughs> I mean, it, humans are great, right? Because we do that on highways, right? Like, I look at highways. Ish. I go, uh, well, I look at highways, <laughs> and I go, I'm surprised there's not accidents every minute, right? Because we're right. driving 2,000-pound vehicles within 12 inches of each other, and yeah. we kind of get along. Yeah. Because we have a set, part, there's yeah. a set of rules and protocols. Right. We probably have some skin in the game. Yep. Right, right. right. So, and we don't want our skin on the pavement. Right. So, so, but we yeah. can, so we can work together. Right. But sometimes it needs to be... Uh, encouraged yeah. and there needs to be a cr created an environment where that's fertile for it yeah. so my interest in doing the improv and teamwork is partly to help create that fertile environment right. where people are learning to listen yep. and to experiment and you know I, you know and try things out and and where the culture of the organization is under understands that before you get great at it mm. you're not going to be great right, right. like on yeah. the way on the journey mm -hmm. You, you trip and stumble and make mistakes. So oh, that's absolutely. a part of it. And that's a, that's a principle of improv is, mm -hmm. you know, there's the failure bow where you stand up and spread your arms and say, thank you very much. I made a mistake. You know, and you just acknowledge that yeah. you made a mistake because you're a human being. <laughs> the human beings make mistakes. <laughs> and if you think that they don't, or if you think that nobody else in the room makes right. mistakes and you're the only one, you know, that separates us. Yep. Now we have to feel like we have to pretend to be something we're not. Yeah. And, and how can we, how can we be, how can we be fully engaged and, and fully fulfilled if we're pretending that we're something we're not? Yeah. And so even in technology, even in rolling out teams, even in using SharePoint, even in adoption, even in using Content Panda, where it'll tell you what to do all the time yeah. in context while you're trying to do a job. Right. You know, and there needs to be a culture of learning, yeah. a culture of encouragement and knowing that when you don't know how. Right. You know, absolutely. That you're, you're learning and that's and learning looks like you're not doing it very well mm -hmm. sometimes. Yeah. Well, it's the quote about um, not being a, a know it all, but a learn it all. Yeah. I think that's Satya Nadella. I'm pretty sure. Is it? I think so. Yeah. One. Yeah. So there's a like Buddhist one, which is that that similar is like is uh, uh, to the and I'm not going to get it exactly right. But it's uh, to the beginner. There are many possibilities to the expert. There are a few. Mm. You know, there's that I idea. Like that. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Um I think we're going to get kicked out of the room soon. Right. So I want to ask you one last question, yeah, yeah. if you don't mind. Um, thank you for the conversation, by the way. Yeah, it's been it was so lovely. lovely. Even if we didn't have headphones, it would have been I fantastic. know, totally. Right? I know. I'm like, <laughs> yay. Um, so I, I always ask every guest on the podcast um, if you would share with the listeners. Uh, and one, or it can be a couple, but maybe what's this sort of spark or moment or person or thing or place? You know, I'm doing the noun song from know back in when we were kids and uh the junction junction you know <laughs> um that that kind of got you to where you are right now in your life you know something that you can be like ah oh, this really moved me or or you know somebody or something you know 
I know it's it's a hard one, but it's also and it can be a, a smattering of things as well. I mean, if you're, I'm thinking about my whatever my DNA. Yeah. I, mean, I think that I have to attribute a lot of it to uh, listening to my parents have conversations. Mm. So my parents would have guests over, right. and as a child, I would be in that room just listening. I couldn't get enough of adult conversations. Sure. You know. And yeah. My father read, and there was reading going on in in my house, and and there was wonderful conversations and I always loved it. So I think engaging with, and if I were to talk, you know, my favorite activities, you know, sometimes it's like, Oh, having good conversations right. is one of my favorite activities. I love yeah. to, and I think it's the exchange that happens mm. that you learn, you get challenged, um, you get acknowledged, you get seen. Right. And so I don't know if that's the kind of answer you're looking for, but I think about like, that's also allows me to then explore ideas that mm -hmm. allows me to uh, work on how to say things. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't mean that, but I mean this. Yeah, and it's right. hard to fine tune that, right? Uh -huh. And kind of experimenting with why, what, you know, why it's, you know, when it feels right, you know, mm -hmm. kind of, I guess we're always adjusting our little calibrator, right? Yeah, like yeah. Like we're, we're tweaking the buttons yeah. like a DJ, you yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, or like a radio dial. <laughs> a radio dial, dial right? yeah. yeah like like give me the I think about writing like that. It's yeah. Like tuning a radio dial. It's like static, static, static. Oh, there's a good station. Static, static, static. Oh, there's a good station. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love the visual on that. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, the answer I'm looking for is the answer you gave me. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Thank you for asking me to be on your podcast. You're welcome. I love, do I get to be a maven now? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Everybody. I feel, you know, it's like a, like the expert comment. That's a really interesting, you know, the Buddhist quote. I think for me, everybody's an expert, you know, in what they do that they care about. Yeah. You know, so it's like, a, so yeah, but I'm encouraging people to find their mavenness. Like you, like you were talking about your Gregness. Like, you know, yeah. it's like, find your mavenness. Like, what are you passionate about? What's, what are you expert about? What, what, what fills your soul with joy? You know, that's kind of, for me, that's the dealio. So, yeah. Well, we are almost to the end of Ignite, getting close um, after five, five days. Yeah. Five or six, if you were here for the pre-day, um, sitting in that lovely, the lovely podcast center um, that, I can't wait to hear this because I'm uh, I'm hoping it just sounds like butter as because you know the audio we I sound we you sound so good yeah, our, yeah. <laughs> our audio <laughs> sounds really good listening through this headset with this mic I know I told Julius I was gonna try and put these in my bag but I don't think he's gonna let me so anyway but um really what a treat and uh, serendipitous walk up wonderful thank you for so for being on the podcast it's a delight ah uh, yeah the delight was mine yeah. I get to be on. Havens do a better <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Well, folks, you heard it here. That's another episode of the Mavens Do It Better podcast. Uh, and uh, here's to another beautiful day on this big blue spinning sphere. The original music on this podcast was created by Jesse Case.